Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Thursday, February 16th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. A family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupunek, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. And guys, I've made my, my triumphant return from being gone for the foreseeable future. Nick made, Nick made it seem very cryptic on Monday. He did. I mean, I said you were sick, I'm pretty sure, but maybe I didn't. If I did, you know, I apologize for shedding any potential negative <laughs> or thoughts about you or whatever that could have been. But you, know, you said triumphant return like we we needed you to save us or something. I think Colin and I held down the fort. You did, did hold down the fort very well. I will say, though, COVID is no joke, guys. No, no it's, it's not very fun. true. No joke. Never had it up until now, which is kind of crazy how I went three years basically without getting it. And boy, that that killed me almost. Almost had to call Brown Feeder Holmes. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but here we are. We're back and Gerald is scared. Uh, here, you shouldn't be scared because I'm fine. We're all fine. I'm Gerald. out of my incubation, out of my period it's of dormant. time. What? It's dormant. I don't know what you're so scared about over there. You think you think you you know you can produce from the other room too if you really had a problem. All right, let's get messing with you now. Let's get into some girls EPAC basketball from last night. A uh, couple games going on that uh, weren't listed here in the rundown, but uh, Greenbrier East or excuse me, Hedgesville girls fell to Greenbrier East last night, sixty-two to thirty-three. Uh, they're now 2-17. and 17. They have a game tonight, which we'll have for you, and then they have a game tomorrow. Um, or not tomorrow, excuse me, Saturday against St. James, and then that'll wrap up their season. Uh, Washington fell to Mercersburg Academy last night out of Pennsylvania, 46-44. to The Lady Patriots finished the regular season at 10-11. and 11. They received first place in Section 2, and they'll host the sectional championship next Thursday. Uh, to the boys' side, Jefferson knocked off Hampshire 60-47 to improve to 13-6. Senior Will Shively eclipsed the 1,000 career point mark in the victory. They return to action at Musselman tomorrow. We'll have that broadcast for you. Uh, but uh, what do we want to talk about here first? The games from last night or just the way the sectionals lined up for girls? Uh, I think we can start the games from last night. And then we'll get it. We touched on the sectionals a little bit yesterday, but we weren't certain if they were official or not. Um, but, you know, some good games last night. So, you know, good to see competitive girls basketball each and every night in the EPAC. Yeah, we knew uh, Hedgesville it was going to be tough, and we know that the uh, games tonight will be competitive as well. And then uh, congrats for Jefferson on another 1,000-point scorer on their uh, team throughout the year. So it was great to see that too. All right. Nick? What? Anything? I already, I already said, said something. Yeah. But, yeah. 
All right, we want to go into the, the sectionals that are, I believe are final. We'll yes. start in section one. It'll be on Tuesday, number three, Hedgesville, and number two, Martinsburg. Want to announce it right now? That we have it? Yeah, we'll have that game for you on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Then the winner of that game will play at number one, Spring Mills, Thursday. All games are slated for 7 p.m., uh, then on for Section 2, Tuesday, it'll be number 3, Musselman, at number 2, Jefferson. And as I mentioned, the winner will be at number 1, Washington, on Thursday. And, you know, that was the, the weirdest section of all of both sections. How are they going to get voted? And it seemed to be voted in Washington. It seemed to be voted how I thought it was going to be Washington, Jefferson, Musselman. Yeah, it eventually kind of played itself out to give you a, a more, uh, I guess, trying to think of the word but i guess just like a clear picture clear picture yeah that's a good way of putting it uh of who would be in each spot um and washington you know makes sense uh they're at number one i think they've been the best team on that side they have the best record uh overall you know they've won twice against musselman so to me, I think they're the clear cut number one, and then Jefferson gets a slight edge because I think they knocked off Washington once, so that makes sense. Even though I think they split with Musselman, but it was pretty tough. And I think the difference there between one and three is much closer than what we see on section one. The difference between one and two isn't even that close, really, between Spring Mills and Martinsburg. Uh, but the next one being Spring Mills and Hedgesville, obviously. You know, two different ends of the the spectrum there in terms of where they're at as a program. Um, you know, Spring Mills is a state championship contender. Hedgesville's obviously in a rebuilding period. And then on the section two, though, I mean, you have Washington that's pretty close to Jefferson, and Jefferson's pretty close to Mossman. So it really could play out any way. And uh, you know, I wouldn't count out Mossman completely to go on a run here, or it could play out that you know it does go on paper that Washington would advance, but we'll just have to wait and see, and I think it should be an exciting and uh, interesting tournament. Yes, it should be. Uh, we'll look at some other girls' games tonight. Still EPAC games going on uh, on the here in Berkeley County. While, uh, the game that we won't have, unfortunately, is uh, Martinsburg at Musselman in girls' hoops, and then uh, the game we will have for you is Hedgesville at Spring Mills has been on our calendar since the beginning of the season. Uh, I do believe both other teams on the girls' side are not in action tonight in Washington, who we, who I said last night finished the regular season, and Jefferson, I don't believe. I think they're playing tomorrow night. Yes, against Hampshire. Yes. So uh, that's kind of the outlook for the schedule today. Uh, these games at this point just are trying to get you ready for the sectionals. They don't really matter in the, in the standings. But, you know, one thing I want to touch on is just the improvement from Martinsburg this season, uh, from last season to this season. It's just been remarkable with new head coach Ronnie Fitzpatrick. Is You, you know, you bring in a, a different coach. It rejuvenizes the program a little bit, rejuvenates, excuse me, a little bit. And uh, you see a lot more wins, which seem to be – it seems – the program seems to have a, a better, I don't know, I guess swagger around it is not meant, not necessarily the word I'm trying to use. It just seems like it has a, a better feel around it when you're around the program, you're at the games. Yeah, it's definitely been a great start to the turnaround. I mean, clearly Martinsburg's not where it wants to be yet. Still a losing season this year, but to go from one win to, I believe now, seven wins 
uh, in total and a chance at most likely a, a state tournament bid because uh, just looking at it and going off the paper, you expect them to beat Hedgesville Tuesday and then Thursday, probably lose to Spring Mills, but at the same time you know that both teams in that section championship have an opportunity at a regional championship. It will just be against the champion, most likely a section two for Martinsburg, and we've seen them beat both Jefferson and uh, Washington already, I believe. And Musselman. Musselman, right? yeah. yeah. I think they all split each time, so it's a 50-50 chance when one of those teams meets up with uh, most likely Martinsburg again. Yeah, I think that will be a really good matchup, whoever uh, comes out of Section 2 and probably faces the Bulldogs as losers of Section 1. Uh, but it has been a good turnaround season. It's made things a bit more competitive in the EPAC. Uh, and, and Martinsburg, I think, will be back sooner rather than later, which we all kind of knew that. I mean, they've had success in girls' basketball in the past. Uh, they have a good program. They have a ton, or they have more students than most of the schools around here. So if not, I think they are the biggest school in the EPAC. So, um, you know, if all that being said, you would expect them to be one of the top programs in most sports. And uh, I think just after a down year, I think Coach Fitzpatrick has brought a real positive outlook on things, and that's really helped the team. So I'm excited for this girls' sectional. Uh, And I think tonight we do get an opportunity to see the best team in the area, Spring Mills, and any time you can see them play, even if they are – Going up a team that they uh, going up against a team that they clearly hold a you know pretty big advantage against in Hedgesville, um, you know it's it's a fun game to watch. They play at a different speed and uh, tempo than the the rest of the teams around here, and they're just on a different level right now. So, uh, you know, it's great to see their talent on full display tonight. So, looking forward to that as well. Yeah, and that will do it for this first segment of the sports mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, the Twitter account, Cofields & Co., they, they cover a lot of high school sports, mostly football here in the state of West Virginia. Uh, they have tweeted last yesterday morning, massive changes possibly coming to West Virginia high school football and a big thread. We'll look into that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Bark like hounds, I focus on my breathing with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side by our intern Gerald Wright. And uh, let's get right into it. Yesterday I saw on Twitter, yesterday afternoon I saw... saw Cofields and Co. They uh, cover a lot of football, prep football here in the state of West Virginia. Their Twitter bio says Sports, Cole, and Penn, the most trusted source for WV prep football established in 2017, is what their bio says on Twitter. They tweet out massive changes possibly coming to West Virginia high school football. Hashtag WV prep football yesterday morning at 10:52 a.m. And then it was a thread of tweets. Uh, and that is, there are there may be a change to the classification for football, moving to a four-class system that is similar to the ones used in both basketball currently. The difference is that they may not use the formula to determine the classes. Instead, go straight to go to a straight twenty-eight school class split, 12, 112 school, one hundred twelve teams, four classes, twenty-eight per class. And they, the split would be based strictly off of school enrollment for 9 to 12. And it says, according to the 2019 enrollment figures, AAA could look like this. Uh, basically, all the teams, or Quad A, could look like this. Basically, a bunch of the teams that are in AAA, uh, some, you know, South Charleston, Spring Valley, Greenbrier East, John Marshall, St. Albans, Oak Hill, George Washington, Capitol. All the teams in the EPAC, Woodrow Wilson, Riverside, uh, Hurricane University, uh, Park South, Wheeling Park, Huntington, Parkersburg, Cabell Midland, and Morgantown. Uh, that would be Class Quad A. Fairmont Senior, Brook, uh, Lincoln County, Ripley, Bridgeport. So Bridgeport would be affected in this as well. Uh, Elkins. And then a lot of the schools that were in double A previously, and then kind of the split comes between double A and single A, really, uh, is what the big split is, guys. Yeah. And first of all, you know, this isn't official or anything like this or that. Uh, and, you know, like Metro News isn't reporting this. This is from, in their opinion, the most reliable source for West Virginia high school football. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but it is a popular Twitter handle so i'm not gonna like bash them or anything like that but i'm just saying like it is just kind of a rumor right at this point so 
you know, I don't want to look too much into it, but in my opinion, I don't see any reason for West Virginia to have four classifications in a state this small. That just doesn't make any sense to me why you would need to go to four classifications. So I I don't really get it. I don't really get why they have it in basketball, but it is what it is. I mean, I know the private schools and all that. People got tired of the private schools always winning because they can recruit, which that makes sense. But I, I don't know. In football, I, I don't see it really making any sense. And again, it, it's a pretty small state. You know, PA has six classifications. So if you're going to four, I mean, you're not nearly as big as the state of Pennsylvania. So what do you need to go to four for? I agree, but at the same time, we we saw this coming when they decided to try it for basketball. And when it at least comes to basketball, I haven't really seen any issues with the four classification system. I haven't seen any negatives or really heard any negatives from it. And they said originally they, they were going to use this four classification system to see if it works here and then possibly expand it so it makes sense that they would try to do it in uh football but again it is a very small state i don't know if i like having 28 teams in each classification with then still possibly a 16 team playoff that 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 doesn't doesn't really sit well with me so if this was the case I, i feel like that they'd have to change the playoff system in the bracket as well and i I don't see the uh wvssac doing that because they want to get their money from as many playoff games we know that a lot around here that they definitely need those to generate revenue so uh wait and see i don't know if they'll go 28 28 28 28 they'll probably do something similar to basketball if they do this and According to Cofields and Cole, it wouldn't be this season. It wouldn't be until 2024, so only time will tell. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think if you do go to this, you would have to change the playoffs, like you said, Colin. I think a lot of people already want them to change the playoffs because a 16 versus a 1, especially in AAA, yeah. this isn't a competitive game. Uh, in AA and single A, every once in a while you get a good one, but um, you know, AAA it just hasn't been competitive, so... You know, and how can you really justify a five and five team being a playoff team? And, and typically, you are a playoff team if you go at least five and five. But also, it's you know, like you said, they want to make their money. Um, there's definitely some things that I think can benefit from having the sixteen team playoff in terms of you get kids playing in a high school playoff game and, and they get to experience that. I think that's cool for them, even if they do end up going and, and obviously having a really tough loss on the road but i think all that i mean can be beneficial so i don't know but in my opinion if you do change it to this then a 16 team playoff just wouldn't make sense because i mean that's over half the teams could potentially see teams worse than five and five you could see four and six or three and seven even maybe i i don't think that's the problem in west virginia high school football personally i think it's the fact that if you do this you have to make it so your teams schedule these. They, they have to schedule. 
Because, I mean, we see this problem right now for the team that we air on here. All their games is Martinsburg. Is They have to go out of state to find teams. Well, if you're going to change the four-class system, make it that – oh, hit the mic there. Getting a little animated today in my return. Uh, that You have to schedule all the teams in your classification. How about that? I don't know if you could do that, though, because the way the state is broken up, you have some areas that have – a lot of schools in the same classification like around here in the eastern panhandle but then you have some areas where there's like one really big school and then the rest are a bunch of small schools and how can you really expect schools to travel all the way across the state just to play somebody that's in their classification so it makes it tough and i don't know if you could necessarily require that either so you know the way high school football is in the mountain state i don't know if it's at a perfect place but i don't know what really you could do to make the playoffs more competitive if that's the only reason for doing this i don't know what the reasoning would be besides that i can't really think of anything that would be beneficial i don't know i'm just looking at the possible teams and i agree i mean the the only teams that you see on here that for the team that we cover martinsburg that they've typically play are the epac teams and then if this would happen you'd probably throw hampshire in the epac so you add one more but other than that you've only really seen spring valley you haven't seen morgantown capital midland parkersburg wheeling park park south you could get morgantown back on the maybe schedule, university i that mean it's a requirement but i don't i just don't think you're going to require teams to play it's tough yeah on the friday night to have to go down and travel five six hours to play one game that's not a playoff game it's a regular season game i don't really see it happening yeah well, at that point, I think they'd have to redo the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference and then bring back in Hampshire if this was based yeah, upon but this. That's still what? Half the Hampshire schedule? would be the 28th team in the class quad A, so then you'd have to do that. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's fair to Hampshire. I don't think they would compete very well. No, they would not the compete teams. at all. They're 894 students, according to the 2019 numbers. That's nowhere near anybody else. Uh, the closest one behind that is hedgesville with 400 450 more students right yeah i don't know that's just an interesting take of how true is this we don't know uh but i think that before the ssac can go change this i think they need to help their teams scheduled games that's a big problem i mean like though you're so spread out across the state i mean cabell midland opts to play nine games every year are they ducking Martinsburg? I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I don't. I don't have all these conversations to know that. But they play nine. They choose to play nine games a year. They could easily play a tenth game. There's a team out there wanting to play a tenth game. Why doesn't the SAC SSAC look at issues like this about scheduling? Um, well, we don't even know that the SSAC is looking at this right now. That is true. Cool. But it's if cool. they if they were going to, you should look at the scheduling issue before you look at a classification issue. Cabell played ten games this year. They were six and four. Oh wait, that's for the playoff games. Yeah, excuse me. I fe- I feel like they usually play ten though. But I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure they usually played nine based upon the conversations I've heard. But uh, that's an interesting take that Cofields and Co. I don't know what to. We'll have to look into this maybe a little bit more and see uh, where it's coming from. Just saw that tweet thread yesterday. Wanted to talk about it on the show today. 
Um, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackles Away. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Shepherd Hoops. They were in action last night, plus a uh, former Mountaineer gets the interim tag pulled off. He's officially an NBA head coach. We'll talk about that and much more. On the other side of this two-minute break, you're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. It's weird. I'm back. I'm on the mic. I'm on the board. It's we tried to adjustment. take a vote. It wasn't allowed, everybody. I apologize ahead of time. Ah, uh-huh, funny. Kidding. Glad you're back. Yeah. You know, that bout of COVID definitely uh, never had COVID before. We know. Boy, that was rough. I'll put that on my worst enemy right there. It's definitely a rough few days, but here we are. Back in, back in the saddle, as they say here. We'll talk some shepherd hoops on the sports mix today. In this third segment for your February 16, 2023. And uh, we'll start first with Shepard Women's Hoops. Wasn't as tough of a game against uh, Westchester as it was the first time, this time last night. First game they fell 94 to 47. Last night it was only 68 to 42. So defense, and it just seems like all around the team getting a little better. 
Yeah, uh, they have improved, and I think that win that they got gave them some confidence. Uh, even though you know last night's game definitely isn't what you want if you're Shepard Women's basketball for the future. Comparing it to a 94-47 loss, it was a pretty good performance for Shepard. So I think there are some uh, improvements. It's still a very young, inexperienced team. I think they do have a few players that could play uh, significant roles for them on a improved team next year. Uh, and they've realized that over the last few weeks. I think Kendall Haggerty and uh, Peyton Grant have really uh, started to show some consistency, which is good to see. Um, and you've made improvements from the beginning or whenever they had last played. I guess it was the end of January, I believe, or the end of December, potentially, uh, when they last played. And uh, you've you've made some improvements since then. And I think that win really did help you with your confidence. So for the Shepherd women, um, it's a step in the right direction. It's still not nearly where they need to be, but um, it's good to see improvement. And, you know, 94-47 is embarrassing. 68 what did you say it was, 68-42 or something like that? Yeah. It is not what you want, but it, it could be a lot worse, as, as we already seen. could be a lot worse, and, you know, you see there's a decision that's going to have to be made here in the next probably few, couple weeks, maybe even a few months. Will Kara Miner come back for her final season of eligibility with the COVID eligibility that she'll have? Because technically she is a senior uh, by coming in during the 1920 season. The 1920 season? Yeah. Makes it sound like she's been there 100 years. <laughs> Yeah. The 2019-2020 season. Yeah, um, I, I and then agree. not having nineteen twenty season back when. Then you know, just having you know, having that twenty twenty one season. So there were never three pointers <laughs> playing in the peach oh, basket. Yeah. <laughs> the peach basket. Whatever. Uh, but she'll have to decide if she wants to come back. If if you know if that's a decision that she wants to make to come back and you know be around this team for another year. That'll be a decision to come up, guys. Yeah, it will be, and I don't know what she'll decide. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of different factors that could lead to that decision, whether it be schooling or uh, if she wants to continue playing basketball. But I'm sure if she has some sort of goals to achieve uh, from an academic standpoint, there's no real reason for you to not come back and play some basketball as well. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but either way, if it is her final game here in a shepherd uniform in a few weeks you know she did a lot of good things on this team over the years as a solid shooter and uh contributor and being a senior i know it's probably been tough to be a part of this especially after the last three years that you had previous but um she's you know stuck with it and i'm sure been a good teammate yeah, three more games to go. Their next game is Saturday at East Stroudsburg at 1 p.m. Then next Wednesday against Shippensburg, she'll be honored on Senior Day. That's a 5.30 game. We'll have that game for you on TV 10, WR, and our TV on YouTube. And the final game of the season, Saturday the 25th at Cutstown, will be the final game for the Shepherd women's team. Moving on to the men's team, uh, they fell last night by the smallest of margins once again, 64-63. Um Back, you know, how many games have they lost by now? One or two possessions? Well, two against them. Yeah. That yeah. That's very true. And we looked at the stats, Colin, I did. Two points, the total differential between these two games. Both buzzer beaters, I believe. Yeah. I think they shot like 40% from the line, 50-something 50, 50 percent from the line. That's not going to get it done. I mean, when you're shooting that poorly, 
Uh, shot really poorly from three as well. And this was a home game for Shepard. You don't expect to see that kind of shooting performance in your home gym where typically you shoot the ball pretty well uh, at the Butcher Center. So just a weird game. Obviously, McLean Corley's still not 100%, but I think either way, you should have found a way to win this game based on you know how you shot the ball from the line, especially uh, that played you know a huge factor. Uh, if you can just you know knock down some free throws with some consistency, um, you know, maybe you find a way to win the game. So that's not expected from the Shepherd team. Usually, with their roster and, and how they're built, they're supposed to be a good free throw shooting team. They're supposed to be a pretty good three point shooting team. And that wasn't how they played at all, and they still lost by one. So I think that could be something to look at. But, again, this team just continues to lose these close games, which you see the difference between potentially, you know, a top three seed in the East or where they're going to be, which is the sixth seed in the East. And, and you just, you know, it's disappointing. I think that's that's kind of the wrap-up of the year is that it's been disappointing. Yeah. They still can make a run potentially, but it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously – being a six seed opposed to maybe a top three seed in your division. Yeah, that'll definitely be something to figure out as the final three games go along. We'll be at East Stroudsburg Saturday at 3 p.m. Remember that last East Stroudsburg game? Um, Shepard knocked off a top team in the country. Uh, 96-88 at the Butcher Center. It'll be time for the return game for that one, and then they'll have Shippensburg next Wednesday, which I have for you on TV10, WRNR TV, and YouTube, and then at Cutstown to wrap up the regular season but you'll be seeing them in the playoffs uh it'll just be how much how long will they be in the playoffs we'll cover them as the season goes along but let's move along to a west former mountaineer colin as joe Missoula has the interim tag officially ripped off and he's now for the boston celtics i bet that makes you happy yes i am ecstatic i've been you don't sound it waiting for this no i i truly have been waiting for this and saw it coming the entire season because they get to go into the all-star break with the best record in the nba and halfway through uh this great start they were uh one of the best offensive performing teams in nba history so missoula's having them play great basketball the team uh chemistry has been great around him and really uh, just a great coach. He's learned from a Hall of Fame coach and Bob Huggins, and you can see that in his interviews from time to time as well, just the charisma with the way that he answers certain questions. He, he's a Bob Huggins guy, and the fact that he started as an assistant, we know he was at Fairmont Senior from time to time State. too. And now, well, Fairmont State, yes, I always say that wrong, but now he's an NBA coach. It, it is great to see, and congrats to him. I'm looking forward to his reign with uh, the Boston Celtics for a long time. I have to say, those Boston fans that play in the Garden, those teams. I, I want to go. That's a bucket list. No, no, no. I'm not talking about just the arena. I'm talking about those fans up there have been treated to amazing regular seasons from their basketball, from their NBA, and their NHL team in the Bruins. Yeah. I mean, that's just been crazy what those two teams have done so far. That's this why year. Boston tries to say they're the city of champions. I mean, do you have you seen what the Bruins are this year, Colin? Yeah, they're good. I know they're going to break the record for most points in a season. Probably that's the projection. I mean, that's just crazy to me right now that you have two of the top teams in the NBA and the NHL playing in the same city in the same venue. I mean, the Bruins haven't don't even have ten regulation losses yet. They're forty eight and yeah. five. That's just crazy to me. 
That's pretty typical, though, for Boston, right? I mean, the Bruins have been good. The Celtics have been good. The Patriots have been good. The Red Sox have been good. Their teams are just good. Yeah. That's just how it is. But, I mean, Missoula's been in a great situation, obviously, in Boston, which I think has helped as well. But with the situation that went down there and having to you know, fill in uh, and, and not seeing any drop-off, actually, they, they might even be better than they were last year, um, is impressive. But as I said, it is a great roster there. So he's done a lot. But he hasn't. But sometimes a great roster needs a great coach, too. And he's done a good job. And he hasn't messed it up, which, you know, is important. And, and sometimes you see you know, teams be put together in the NBA and they struggle and it's like, well, why is this team struggling? They have this guy who's an all-star and they have this, you know, MVP candidate. And the issue is usually coaching. So while coaching is is a little bit overrated in the NBA, you don't need like a super big name Greg Popovich on every team. And Greg Popovich will usually get more out of a lesser team than, you know, the average coach would. Um, you do need that, you know, consistent, strong coach out there, like a guy like Eric Spolstra and what he did in Miami. And the reason why it worked there was because he's a pretty good coach too. And you're seeing that with Missoula. So I think the Celtics could be a champs this year, and I wouldn't be surprised at all based on how Tatum's playing and Jalen Brown as well. And they have the depth. They improved their roster in the off season. We said that at the time. They're yeah. looking good. TD Garden can't book any concerts and uh, can't have any concerts in April, May, or even early June. Smart. <laughs> we'll be making a lot of money up there this year between those two teams. But let's uh, make more from NBA final tickets. Oh yeah, but I'm saying I get there first though. Walking making the prediction now. Yeah, I mean they're definitely the favorites right now. Yeah. All right. Have you guys heard about this Diamond Sports Group Bally Sports? No. I don't believe so. No. The uh, they I believe it was two or three years ago renamed the Fox Sports Regionals. They were bought out by Diamond Sports Group, and uh, a, they're a subsidiary of Sinclair Broadcasting. They announced Wednesday they would skip their February one hundred and forty million dollar interest only payment and enter a thirty day grace period that will lead probably lead to a bankruptcy filing. Uh, an expected yet monumental development throughout the professional sports landscape. The MLB with 14 teams that have an affiliation with Bally Sports. Uh, this could be catastrophic to the regional sports market, regional sports network market. I think I did actually see this on ESPN briefly uh, that they were somewhat concerned about this, I believe. So essentially what the uh, teams will lose their regional coverage yeah the mlb is working on something to make that not happen uh but we have not heard anything from the nhl or the nba which is crazy to me just i mean this could change the way things are what way regional sports are viewed for the rest of time i mean this bally sports group basically helped Fox get out of their regional sports. In 2019, they bought them for, I believe, like $10.9 billion. Um, they had to borrow more than $8 billion in order to make the purchase. That's why Which seemed like bankruptcy. a sinking ship from the beginning. Yeah. Watch the Washington Nationals on TV 10 this summer. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, they cool, are looking to get out of Masson. Well, yeah. if they get to Masson, we'll see. Then this is where... Let's make the bid. 
<laughs> well, look, look, look. This is where Maybe NBC Gerald Sports right Washington made the right place. decision, and they've they sold their regional sports network to the owner of the team that already owned part of the regional yeah. sports group. So now it'll be the team putting out the network, but the team is owned by the same guy, which hopefully the Nationals can get bought by Ted Leonsis, which rest in peace to Ted Lerner. I don't know if you guys talked about him on the show. The we have not yet. Yeah. Uh, the Nationals owner, he brought the Nats to D.C. Yeah. And uh, solid businessman. We said the exact same thing <laughs> at the exact same time, didn't we? And uh, Yeah, I didn't know what I was really going to say about Mr. Lerner since I'm not super, you know, I'm not the Nationals fan, but uh, you know, definitely sad news there. And He did live a long life, though, yeah, 97, 97 years. Yeah, 97 years. I think all of us would take that, right? I think he was born a the day that the Senators lost the 1925 World Series. Wow. Or I don't quote me on the exact timing of that, but yeah. I might have he... played basketball five years before that. <laughs> she did, yeah. She did great for Shepard during the 1920 season. Basketball was only 30 years in the making. Wow. 29, actually. 1891 is when Naismith uh, invented basketball. I wanted to look it up this year. Did see he come to Shepard to teach Caramel? All right. I guess. Triple the Time to hit the break. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. I just had a topic in my head and I totally lost it. But uh, we'll talk about that. Talk about the Caps and the Wizards when we get back after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you. At no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Catch the excitement of high school basketball on talk radio, WRNR, and TV 10, featuring the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Barclay's got the steal all by himself. He'll go up for the two-handed slam dunk. All six EPAC schools, regular season and postseason, live here. Now for the Clark from three, and that's for the Clay Clark nails it. To start the fourth quarter for Musselman, Slick now driving oh, to the right God. side, and it is rejected 
by foul. Your home for local sports is right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. All right, got the topic back in my head. I blame post-COVID memory syndrome. Shut up. I'm going to milk this out for a month. <laughs> or forever when I forget Did you know things. you had COVID, Colin? I probably did. I, I don't think I did. I don't know. No, I think Colin was patient zero. Yeah, no, so I, I, I most likely Spencer did last COVID week. And I don't think he's brought it up enough today that he had COVID. Yeah. So I didn't know you had it. All right, how about we he talk about this? He thought that you were just locked in your room because he stole the key. Oh. He did lock himself out of his room one time. Yeah, I did. Let's not get into that. What's your topic before you forget it? Eric Bieniemy being interviewed by the Commanders to there be their new offensive coordinator today. Uh, this is big because everybody's like, why is he not getting interviewed for head coaching? Well, he hasn't been a play caller. So if he comes to the Commanders, he'll probably get the play calling from Ron Rivera because Ron Rivera, yeah. defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, he would definitely get the play calling. The problem is he would go to Washington. He doesn't have <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes anymore, so he might not look as good as how he looked in Kansas City. Um, so, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I think it would be a probably good hire for the commanders because there's really not that many guys out there that I think would have the resume that the enemy has. But the fact that he doesn't have play calling experience is what concerns you and, and why he hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. So if he goes there and has success or goes really anywhere and has success as an offensive coordinator, um, then it would obviously open up an opportunity for him to be a head coach. But he hasn't proven that yet. So I don't know if he'll leave Kansas City because we do know Andy Reid is aging and he would be the perfect guy to step right in and be their head coach if Andy Reid were to step aside. He said he wasn't, though. He said he's not this year, right? But but how long is the enemy willing to wait? So to me, it makes sense to go to Washington or maybe somebody somewhere, but you also run the risk of maybe I won't be that good without Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and all those guys on the offense, and Andy Reid, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, that is a good point, but I mean, for the commanders, this could be a win-win. It could definitely work out well for them, but I'm just not sure sure if I'm sold completely on the enemy since he hasn't been the play caller. I am because I know that he still knows a lot from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and I, I feel like calling plays might be rough at first, but he gets to learn with a young quarterback, help develop him. He's just been around Mahomes, and we know how good Mahomes is. But I don't know if Washington's the most attractive spot for him. If I'm thinking in his mind, could he potentially look to a team that? was also in the Super Bowl that's not the Chiefs that's now looking for an OC, hypothetically, if they let that happen, right? Well, they are looking for an OC because their know, OC is now the head coach for the, the Indianapolis Chiefs going Sports. to allow an interview is what I was saying, kind of hypothetically. Like, would they allow him to go? I don't know. I don't think he's leaving Washington. Philly and I don't think he's leaving not. Washington. Without the job? Yeah. We'll see. He's I want the right team now. sold first. Yeah, well, Colin, that's a different topic for a different day, and there's been a lot of twists and turns of that recently. I don't yeah, know, I know if you guys and it's not fun because we knew this was the time frame. We knew that they were waiting after the Super Bowl. I was really hoping for it to be fast-tracked, but it does not seem like it's going to be fast-tracked. And um, it's starting to almost feel like next season, Snyder will still be the owner. 
Let's hope not. Let's turn our attention to the Capitals. They'll be without Alex Ovechkin for the foreseeable future. As his dad passed away yesterday, he, fortunately, based upon what I read last night, he did he announced his leave of absence on Tuesday, but he didn't get a chance to get on a flight to Russia until yesterday, and so he was not with his dad when he passed away. Unfortunately, but uh, he'll be out in Russia indefinitely as he takes care of the his father's. Uh, proceedings after his death which is very sad but the Capitals their season goes on and the, their team the teammates want to pick up Ovechkin like he's picked up them over the past 15 years uh, they play the Panthers tonight in DC it'll be a pretty good matchup 27 24 and 6 for the Panthers Capitals 28 22 and 6 they're looking for a win before their stadium series game on Saturday night yeah, it'll be tough, even though you get to host Florida. Florida's the betting line favorite. And then definitely, uh, again, sad to hear about Ovechkin's dad and you mentioning that he didn't get to be with his dad in the final moments because uh, with the U.S. and Russia and the high tension so far during the Ukraine war, there's no flights that are direct or connected from uh, the United States to Russia at this time. So that's the reason why, but... Thoughts and prayers still with the Ovechkin family, and uh, the Capitals are doing a lot for uh, Ovechkin's dad, and hopefully just even though during this time of sorrow they can play for him and uh, maybe get a little rally going because it's still playoff push time for Washington, and when you're without your leader, you need guys to step up, and it's two very big games to end the week. It's Florida, one of the best teams in the NHL, currently at home and then the stadium series a primetime national broadcast game in the outdoors that everybody's going to be watching yeah let's move our attention to the wizards they're back in action tonight at minnesota they take on the timberwolves timberwolves 31 and 29 wizards 27 and 30 not necessarily talk about the game but i don't know nick if you saw this but a wizard a former wizard that was traded here uh, could be back Russell Westbrook has talked to the Bulls, Clippers, Wizards, and Heat about a possible signing after buyout from the Utah Jazz. Hmm. According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. It's pretty interesting. He played well. You but also... Put him with Porzingis and uh, Kuzma and Beal. Could be a pretty interesting backcourt. Yeah, it would either work out really well or really bad. Because yeah. I don't think Westbrook has really played the same since leaving Washington. And also, that was a Washington team... Where it's pretty much just him and Bradley Beal. So those other guys weren't around. You know, nobody else really commanded the ball. Uh, so he could kind of do his own thing where he could play like Russell Westbrook plays best, really, which is when nobody else is, is all that talented around him and he can, you know, grab a bunch of rebounds, get some bumps of assist, and uh, obviously, you know, score in transition. So I think it would be an upgrade. And I wouldn't be against it completely because if the Wizards are going to make any sort of playoff push, you know, that's a formidable lineup hypothetically. But I just don't know if Westbrook would be the best fit here. But, I mean, if if they brought him in, I don't I don't think it's a bad move necessarily. And what do you have to lose, really, if you're the Wizards? Yeah. Bingo. What you, you just got to figure lose? out how much you're going to have to pay him, right, obviously. He, Probably he's not a star player. It's a buyout situation. It's true. And I slightly agree. It seems like right now all signs are pointing to them wanting to make a playoff push because they didn't do anything at the trade deadline, so might as well take the chance. Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting to see what the Wizards play the Timberwolves tonight at 8 p.m. 
Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be back on the air tonight for some EPAC Girls Hoops action. Final regular season game of the year for EPAC Girls Hoops as Spring Mills looks to continue and finish its undefeated regular season at home as they host the Hedgesville Eagles. Pre-game coverage will begin around 7 p.m. with tip-off set for around 7.30. And then tomorrow we'll get into some EPAC Boys Hoops action, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern producer, Gerald Wright, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight and tomorrow another another edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll see you later. We'll be right back.